Welcome to According to Flint, the innovative podcast reaching beyond the Western demographic with stories, humor, and interviews. Now, here's your host, Flint Rasmussen. Welcome, everybody, to a little taste of the world, according to Flint, as always, taking us through, hopefully sharing a little bit of the passions I share in life, just not straight Western sports world, rodeo bull riding, but most people who know me know that music is a passion of mine, like to keep up. Mostly, mostly, I like live shows, live music. It's been a rarity in the year 2020, but we've taken the According to Flint Show. I'm going to call it the According to Flint World Tour this week, the Johnson County Fairgrounds. That's right. Buffalo, Wyoming. Buffalo, Wyoming. And who better to come with us on this little tour than Wyoming's favorite son himself? (laughs) What can we call you? Um, the, the redheaded stranger, I think that's taken. The Prince Harry of Wyoming. Thank you. The Prince Harry of Wyoming, <laughs> the one and only. I don't love He's, that, but I mean, <laughs> I, get, I get that a lot. A lot. So He totes around the Younger Brothers Band, the one and only Chansey Williams. Yeah. You, uh, we did, I do believe I dubbed, I took one of those pictures. You throw a cowboy hat on Prince Harry and. Yeah. You went through that. That was a, that was a long little stint when he got married. Oh, man. Yeah. I was getting my phone to blow up every day. Like, hey, have you ever heard you look like Prince Harry? I'm like, yeah, you're the eighth person to say. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. We played over in France when you're and like I got stopped a lot. Oh, you did? Yeah. Did you go? What do you What do you do when you're in a European country and people think you're Prince Harry? Do you just go with it and sign <laughs> autographs or? Yeah, well, I don't speak any foreign languages, so I just nod and smile. Well, a lot. you know, he's from England. I know. So you but don't. Like, it, but that, like when we're in France, people are trying to talk to you in French, and I, I I'll catch uh, Prince Harry in the sentence of like. We sign, we, we. sign and <laughs> smile and nod and see we uh, we we and see. There was some classic memes for Chancey Williams. I, I think that maybe that shot you to start him more than your music <laughs> I has. Think it did. Somebody got a hold of a bunch of those wedding pictures and photoshopped my head on them, and they're they're the best. I'll send them to you. Yeah, oh. I I didn't think they photoshopped <laughs> your head. I thought they just put a cowboy hat on Prince Harry. So I'm there. You I'm go. A little behind the time. <laughs> it is nice. We have a, you know, for people who can see us on video, it's a great. This is old school, small town Wyoming fairgrounds. The old wooden grandstands, wide open space. I know this the, is this is your this is your jam. I know as my girls. This is would one say. of the best county fairs that I've ever been to. You know, that's Johnson County and and Buffalo is kind of where we got our start playing. When I was rodeoing, we would obviously hit all these rodeos and try to pick up the the dance at night. So, we we played a. So many years at the Johnson County Fair here when we first started, and that's kind of what kickstarted us getting a lot of dates and a name around the state of Wyoming was Johnson County Fair. So, where, where did you play the grandstand, or did they have a dance back here in a beer garden? What, yeah, we what used was to play. Your... There was a cowboy bar on the edge of town over here. We'd play there, and it was just a hoot. I mean, <laughs> people were wild and dancing on the bars, and it was a tiny bar, but it was just packed, and it was. Those are some fun times, but yeah. This will actually first time playing in the grandstands here. Yeah, I, you know, from my experience of, uh, you go you go a lot of places. Yeah. You know, as your career grows, you go a lot of places. You're really 
in a sense, Buffalo, Wyoming to you growing up in Moorcroft, yeah. which is straight east of here. Yep. This is hometownish. It is. For you, because what's Moorcroft? Hour and a half? Yep, nine, 90 miles. 90 miles. So, yep. so, so, like, so 45 minutes. So here, uh, we spent a lot of time here rodeoing and playing and Casey and Sheridan. So, like, we were over here a lot. I mean, we, we all growing up, people I'd see on the road be like, how's KC? I'm like, good. I, I don't know. Oh, I thought you were from there. I'm like, no, I'm from Moorcroft. But I still get. <laughs> I think it was a couple months ago. Somebody said, "Yeah, how's things in KC?" I'm like, "I good, yeah, uh, good, I guess." I guess. I, yeah. The one gas station's closed down. But yeah, I passed yeah. through there on the interstate. Yeah. Oh, you're not from there? No, no, I'm from Warcroft. <laughs> oh, okay. But isn't there kind of as we do this? We're a few hours from you playing the grandstand here. There's. Uh, I always found a little different kind of tinge of excitement when you were playing in front of people that you probably grew up with or that you know. Exactly. Uh, kind of that hometown feeling. It. You can play in front of 20,000 people, but when you play in front of 600 people in your hometown, there's a little pressure there. There is. It's definitely different because, like, we always talk about it going to a town you don't know anybody. Like, their expectations, they don't have any expectations yeah. they've ever seen. You'd be like, you grew up with these people in college and, and around the state doing FFA and stuff. You're like old friends. Like, all right, it's hard to put on your, like, your show face. Yeah. Because they'll yeah. be like, what are you doing? That's I know you're from high school. It's like, no, that's what I do on stage. So it, it, there definitely is a pressure there. I, I get it. Um, on our PBR tour, people say to me all the time, I'll bet your favorite event is Billings, Montana. And I graduated with 36 kids in my class. I did but, too. But I think awesome. I've gone to, I think I've graduated with over 500 now. Yeah. Because every, when you're in your state, we, we went to school together. Right. Or I'm at such and such, he's your neighbor. Yep. But there is, I, I, I think, maybe you found it different. I think people in your home state, around your hometown, home county, are more critical. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. They're not as accepted. They, they really sit back and wait for you. Oh, he's supposed to be big time. I, I especially know. in small-town small America. It, it's hard, yeah. And, it's, it's, you know, and they've supported you all these years, but you're right. That's a good way of putting it. They're more critical. Like, they're watching every move. I'm like, how are things? You know, you've sure been doing a long time. Yeah. It takes a long time to do things, you know. Yeah. It's not overnight stuff. You ever going to retire? Yeah. That's what I get. I always get, do you really love it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, I, I like, get that too. Thank you. It's not just local people, just people in general. They, they, they want for you to feel the sense of like, they want to hear you say just a little bit that it's not the best job in the world. And I'm always like, <laughs> I have the best job in the world. I travel I on a see, tour I bus I, with my friends. Yeah. I get to see the whole country. Uh, yeah. It's the best job in the world. I see that. That's funny you bring that because I get that. You just love it, don't you? And you, I, I just say, hell no. I, yeah, no, it's, it's just just care. doing it for the money. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I, I wish I was welding. Yeah. Or doing something like that, pumping poor bodies. I know. But, uh, yeah, I always love that question. Do you, like, do you really love it? Yeah. yeah. What's an, yeah? It are, is. Are you great. mad that I have this job and you don't? <laughs> just say it. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's. You know. First of all, I want it. It's. Chancey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band. And it's all one. You are, you're the lead singer. You're the face of the band. But, man, what a group of guys you have. I that, know. I've been You've fortunate. assembled quite a group there. Yeah, and it's taken a long time, you know. And it's just, uh, you know, we, we live in the part of the country where uh, there's not a huge music scene. We live in the least populated state, right? Mm -hmm. So we grew up here. And there's some good musicians in Wyoming, but, like, the ones that have chose this as a career that are on the level that we want to go to were hard to find. Yeah. So like we've made it a family thing and you know, like Wyatt has been with us 13 years and so has Brooke. Trav and I have been together since high school. So like 
finding those people that like, hey, let's all quit our jobs. Let's try to make music a career from Wyoming. It, it was yeah. tough, but it's it's been it's been awesome. Like the band, I wouldn't be where I am definitely without the band. Yeah, and you get to play the grandstand. As people can hear, you know, we're not exactly studio pure here. But no. I got to thinking, I, I have to admit that when I looked at your schedule and saw you were playing Buffalo, Wyoming, yeah, um, we really bumped you up in the order of podcasts we were going to like, do hey. because it was an excuse for me like, to hey. come hang out with See, you guys. Billings to Buffalo, Billings was, to Buffalo is about right, two hours and 15 minutes, yeah. as a matter of fact. Yeah, so, and all these summer dates came up. You know, our summer was, we had a great summer booked. We had a bunch of dates with Toby Keith. Like, it was going to be a fun summer, then COVID hit, and then basically canceled everything so we didn't want to sit around i mean yeah, yeah the, the money's nice but most mostly that we, we had 91 days off since march 13th uh when they shut the country down we played in houston and the band was going crazy the band and crew was like we gotta we gotta do something like we're sick of facebook lives yeah we didn't sign up to play music to sing to a computer agree we need to see agree. people and saw I was like, we got to scratch something out. So when the governor of Wyoming came out and said, hey, you can have gatherings of 250 people, I said, instead of being, like, down about that, I was like, let's make the most of this. I called, got on the phone. I called all these places that we used to play. I said, hey, would you like to host a place? We'll bring the stage, the band, the opener, everything. You give us a place to play for 250 people. And we've booked every weekend. Well, it's funny because actually that was a – I, I want to. You, I have notes. Oh, I, Tansy, I, I, you know, I looked I, over them before, you, and and so you knew I was <laughs> going to talk to you. Well, I look at at. I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, my mom for Christmas, my eighty two year old mom, bought all of us, uh, all of us kids, and I don't know how many she bought tickets to Kenny Chesney at Bobcat Stadium at Montana State. Oh yeah, in Bozeman, and you know you look at these big tours of all these people around and. Guys like Kenny Chesney, the whole tour gets canceled. Right. Uh, you know, all of them. Toby Keith. Aldean. Like, all the big guys, they, they they can't afford the bad press of having, you know, right. uh, you know 50,000 people or 20,000 people or the liability of it. Right. You know, and, like, we, we've been fortunate to where we live. We have a bunch of friends in Texas that they haven't played since March. I mean, they can't play. We're fortunate that we live in a part of the country, Wyoming, Montana, South Dakota area, that's like, hey, People need something to do. Yeah. People are going to rodeo. We're going to have a dance. Let's be safe about it. But hey, you're welcome. Let's, let's do this. So we're lucky. And we just wanted to stay sharp. Like, you know, you take that much time off. Me and my dad were talking about this week, rodeoing and music. Like, do you lose your competitive edge? Mm -hmm. Your want to do it? Like some of these guys that haven't got on a, a bucking horse since the, the winter, you kind of lose that? Like, I don't know. I, I don't rodeo anymore, but I know as far as music, like, I worry about some of those guys that have sat around that long and be like, you know what? What if we should just get jobs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah. I didn't want that to happen to us. Like, because I want to stay hungry, you know? It's like, as soon as you stop being hungry for whatever your profession is, is when you start failing at it. You know, that's interesting. I just recently started back up working and, and I had that feeling of, what if I got have gotten used to just being alone? You know, because through the whole thing, I was kind of just alone. Right. Uh, not. Listen, play the fiddle for me. But <laughs> you, you start, you know, I started thinking, what if, 
what if I'm not funny? Like, what if I'm right. completely out of shape? Right. But it's the same thing. I, I was very concerned. I've been back to work, and there were times in the show there'd be a dead spot, and I'd go, crap. Yeah. I got nothing. Like, for one, I pride myself in making funny what's going on in life, right. and there really hasn't been anything no. going on. Really nothing so. to joke about. No. Yeah. Without the, pen, people being touchy about it. Like, well, yeah, I don't know. It, it, are you saying our country gets offended easily? <laughs> no. Jeez. Not at all. You know what happens when somebody gets offended, don't you? What? Nothing. I know. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we, point being, I think you guys are in a real in-between nice situation in times like this where you can come here and play for four or 500 people and you're happy to be making music. Yep. And uh, there's some guy, I think you're the envy of maybe some guys that have done bigger venues in their career i would think right yeah we're we're just really lucky you know and like i said the dates we had planned were big dates yeah and you know maybe some bands wouldn't want to come play to 600 people but like we just we love music we want to play i don't care if there's 200 or 600 or whatever they want we just want to play and 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 keep us sharp so like you know when this thing lifts uh and they say all right the country's open are these other bands scratch scraping around to find band members because they may have fired them or lost them and are they tight again are you still good like i wanted to make sure we were tight and sharp so those 91 days we had off we, we rehearsed a lot and worked on songs and like made sure the set was right because we didn't know how long it was like is this a month long let's just yeah. use it but it was longer than we it was thought it's gonna be four to six weeks remember yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> here we are almost august what uh were you when you talk about music i, I go talk uh, you know, I've had the chance to speak to young kids, whether, you know, high school kids, whether it's graduations, assemblies, you know, different things, classrooms, career, career type classes. Right. And I always talk about, I was an athlete, which you were as yep. well, state champion wrestler yep. in Wyoming. What weight? I won it my junior year at 140 and I won it my senior year at 145. Ooh, big burly bugger then. Yeah. Two-tamer. Yeah, <laughs> nice work. <laughs> I, was, I was just really hard. I was really tall and lanky. <laughs> They had a hard time wrestling. I think, honestly, if he, I was the same height at, at 140 pounds, I bet, you know, most of the time they'd look at me across the mountain and be like, I have to wrestle this guy? Like, yeah. this is going to be fast. So I think it was more of like under intimidation. What a, you know, I think it, just for old time's sake, do part of a show in a singlet. Yeah, we one should. Night, a, a Wyoming gold singlet. I, I, still, I don't know. I still have my uh, state championship pinstripe singlet. I don't know if I can get in it. Remember, the sock goes in the front. <laughs> right. That's what you got to remember. That's what you got to remember. But were you, I, I always, I talk about because I was an athlete too. Right. Football, basketball, I was a basketball guy in yeah. track. You know, because I'm tall. Oh, yeah. And when I tell kids <laughs> that my job developed and I've been able to thrive because of the mixture of the sports, and then I always say, but I was in the all-state choir as well. Right. And kids always go, <laughs> like giggle yeah. about that you were in music yeah. and I always am ready for it. And I stop kids and go, but think about what music does for people. Right. You just, it's a choir that were you in high school? Were you in the music program or just did it on your own? No, uh, we, me and Trav both like we played drums in junior high, both were drummers. Then I played bass guitar for a uh, concert band and jazz band. So I started playing bass. And so like, I, I actually was never in choir. I just always played. Yeah, and then we started the band, but yeah, it's a that's funny. I was talking to somebody about it not long ago that like those kids that you think aren't cool in high school, the music nerds and the the drama nerds. Hey, those guys are actors in movies now, yeah. And these guys are playing on main stages, and like 
What are you doing? <laughs> the, the jock that the never quarterback, left town. The quarterback is overweight. Yep. Be uh, careful who you make fun of because those guys exactly are going right. to be. And Brooke says that she, Brooke's like, I was kind of a dorky kid growing up. People tease me and like, she, like these boys would tease her growing up. And like now she's Brooke Lacka that plays fiddle. And she's like, all these guys hit her up all the time. Like, hey, remember when you were a jerk to me in high school? Yeah. <laughs> Where was she? Brooke, who is. I know when I've I introduced you one time and said something about your fiddle player and the place went crazy. Oh, every like time. she, you have joked, but I think you're right that without her, the band is done. I mean, it's over. But, I mean, yeah. seriously, like where pack is she? It up. Where is Brooke from? She's from Casper. Yep. Oh, and, those uh, Casper girls. She's been with us 13 years. That Brooke has been a like we. I met her. Uh, I think it was at the college finals at the Beacon Club. Of course. Yeah, well, I was out there having lunch. Right, so <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> and I, uh, I read her, she, she told me she played fiddle, and I, I just moved back home from Nashville. I was down there for a year, and it's like I'm looking for some players. She's like, "Well, I play fiddle," and then came an audition, and it, it, it was always nice finding a fiddle player that's a female because they're kind of hard to come by, and then one that's you know pretty. And the, and now Brooks got into like Western fashion that like mm-hmm. girls look up to her on Instagram and stuff. So it does help the band a lot what she does, not only yeah. playing but her looks and her personality. It's it's been great. You guys going steady then, or uh, yeah, kind of yeah. a little yeah. bit, yeah. But she was with the band before that, yes. right? You, yep. She was with you guys for a while before yep. you two. Yeah, so like, she, we were just we were great friends. She had a boyfriend, had a girlfriend for a long time. Then we both ended up single, and everybody else in the band was married or dating somebody. So me and Brooke were always kind of traveling together, and we're like, you know, we're best friends. What, let's just date. It's hard to find a. a significant other when you're as you probably know like traveling that you've gone all the time and like we're always together on the road so yeah. it works and it's glamorous the bus thing yeah. you've told me that dating someone on a bus that's real she loves that yeah, yeah it's, it's great yeah <laughs> she, she loves living with uh, nine other dudes on yeah, there that's great it's yeah. like college yeah i it's love like it. college which by the way on my way here today on pandora on my in my car, I listened to the song "College." Oh yeah, on the new record. On the new Third Street. That's yep. the that's the new, your newest new album. album. Yep. Uh, first things first with Third Street. What is Third Street? Well, we were just trying to come up with a uh, title for the album. You know, we we'd already released "The World Needs More Cowboys," which had been obvious like uh, album title had been cool. But we'd already had so much promotion for the single to come out, and then like mm-hmm. it's po- posted everywhere in Wyoming because you know right uh, because of the university. So we're like, ah, that's out. So we're trying to think of a uh, album title that wasn't a, a track name this year. And we're like, all right, let's just think of a place that it could be anywhere in the world, uh, a, a street or a road. And, and somebody's like, how about Third Street? So there's a bar in Laramie called Third Street that we like. So so to us, it means like, yeah, it means, hey, that's a place that we have friends and good stories at Third Street. But if you live in Milwaukee, maybe there's a place. Maybe that there's know. a Third Street. So it's just kind of a vague uh, name title. So we call it Third Street. I'm trying to think if anything, I now when I taught school, I lived on Second Street. There you go, uh, close enough. Close to Third Haver, Street. Montana. That's right. So I lived on Second Street. So Third Street means a lot to me. So yeah. thank you for. You, well, you're for welcome. Naming, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. The, the college song. Yeah. So you listen today on Pandora. Yeah, you and uh, Kevin Fowler. Yeah. You were the. Uh, What's the famous guy, the movie, the guy? Oh, you always say this on your show in Vegas, the Van Wilder. The of Van La- Wilder of Laramie, of Laramie Wyoming. <laughs> kind of true. So, yeah, but you were a college rodeo guy. I, I think, I don't know what order to approach this, but 
you know, you guys, there is a huge cross-section of people who like music. Country music right now can get a bad rap about the popness of it, right. about the certain groups aren't really country. There's a real huge demographic that wants cowboys in cowboy hats shaped like a rodeo right. guy to sing cowboy music. Yep. And you fit that, and that was that isn't... That isn't stage. That isn't let's throw a cowboy hat on because right. you play country music. You were a college rodeo guy. You went to yeah. college on a rodeo scholarship. Yeah. Right? So, you know, growing up, all we did was uh, wrestle in the winter, rodeo in the summer. That's me mm -hmm. and my brother. That's all we did. So I went to, and we had, we had the band in high school just kind of for fun, you know, for an excuse to to travel or go snake some beers. But <laughs> so I went I went to Casper College on a rodeo scholarship to Red Saddle Bronx and I team roped and calf roped too. So my main thing was uh you know rodeoing uh i'd get good grades so i could college rodeo did that all through college you know i went three years to casper college and i made the college finals my third year there and then went to laramie rodeoed made the college finals and i, I was out of eligibility so i was like well <laughs> so, so i was like i'll pro rodeo for a while but then the music kind of kind of took off mm -hmm. and i kind of had to make a choice because that, that there was at one point in time when i was riding bucking horses I was uh, playing music and I was picking up. I picked up for surveys and Franzens for a little bit and Bolds and Bill and Donna, you know, and I loved picking up. It was really fun. But, you know, the I didn't know if the, how the future was in that. You know, I don't know if you make a lot of money. And I can pick up when I'm old. And yeah. then, so I was like, music or bucking horses? I was like, <laughs> I, I was doing all three average. I need to do one good. You know, but there is something about having a job that you know you're going to get paid every time that's true you know i'm yep. in the rodeo business basically and right. i know that everywhere i go yeah i win i know <laughs> i win every it's time true. It's, you know and I, I knew i could only ride bronx till i was you know in your 30s how old are you right now 30 some 33 ish i've been <laughs> oh, I, I can't ever remember <laughs> okay that's good enough yeah for me. i'll show you my driver's license later okay all right <laughs> um but the song you know, you had that career, the song college. Yeah. I believe one of the opening lines is you can squeeze a four year degree in, in 14 semesters. <laughs> yeah. And instantly I did the math. Yeah. Wow. A lot wait, of people wait, missed what? that line. Yeah. No, I got, yeah. I'm a math guy. I was writing with Trent, my producer and it was Trent he, Wilman. Yeah. I know Trent. He's good. Great Produces producer. Was an yeah. artist. Yeah. Trent has done a lot for us. I love Trent. Yeah. He's like, tell me. So I was like, yeah, I was in college for seven years. He's like, what, seven? He's like, yeah. Uh, I was like, but, you know, I'm four degrees. I have master's and stuff. So, like, it wasn't like I was just farting around. But <laughs> so we started talking about all these college stories. Like, we, for the fans that don't know, we were a little bit wild in college. That's why I stayed so long. I would have stayed forever, but I kind of run out of classes to take. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, we were, I was like 14, uh, you know, you know, yeah, it was like four-year degree and 14 semesters. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. People pick up on that. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Uh, you have a master's. Yeah. In, what is it, communication? What, what no, is, uh, public administration. Public administration. So my undergrad's in uh, political science. Oh, does that help you? Because you say you never really use your degree, but do you, do, do you keep up on politics, things going on in the country, better than, say, the next guy because of your degree? What do yeah. you think? Be yeah, honest. probably. Yeah, I for sure do. I just... Anytime anybody starts arguing about it, I stay out of it. I'm like, I, I have a master's in this, but I don't want to get in it. Because, like, you never win. Nobody ever no, really wins. You, you just argue changes. a lot. And I just, yeah. I nod, smile a lot. Like, yep, I, yeah. bet, I bet you do know. 
Yeah. And and you if you were to speak up, someone would say, Stay in your lane, stick to music you don't know what exactly. you're talking about when really you have a master's in political science. Right. And that, I think that's a great gun to have in the holster right there. A yeah. bullet. I know. Say, well, yeah. Like it, you know, you know how you go into the dentist's office and they have their stuff on the wall. Yeah, you could reach behind the chair in your bus and bus go. Bust out there. Yeah, Diploma University of Wyoming. Yep, uh, it was fun. Look at, I'm an inspiration to you on some of it. I can help you. Yeah, hey, I love that idea. I should just pack that diploma around with me just in case. I, I could it. carry that and hold it up on stage, like Ray Tom. Yeah, is that your stage guy? Yeah, that restocks manager. the the picks. And the picks. I could hold the diploma. Just kind of when I I'll cue you and you. Just, when when you sing the song College, I'm like a ring girl, but I'm holding your di- diploma oh, walking around. Why haven't we thought of this yet? Oh, my God. That's it's what I bring. We could br- get you one of them crop tops. I heard those are like really in right now. <laughs> I could manscape crop it up top. and yeah. get things going. That's yeah. great. Um, yeah, that'd, that's great. <laughs> um, the uh, You guys... There's, re- I think there, when I've, different musicians I've talked to, there's rewards um, in, in different things. Uh, uh, I'll tell, I don't know why this comes to mind. I, I interviewed Kevin Bacon one time. Dude, you know, I'm a Kevin huge Bacon? Kevin Bacon fan. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was 80s guy, Footloose. But he, him and his he's brother. He's hilarious. The Bacon Brothers. Yeah. They're a good band. They're a good band. So I interview him on my radio show one time, and, and I brought up the fact Kevin, this is really, we weren't allowed to talk about movies. That was the management said. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just about music. Okay. So I brought up to him, what a great release for you. You know, because if you've ever been on a movie set, you sit around a lot. There's yeah. no crowd response. To have that feedback from the crowd instead of just on a movie set. And he said, people say that all the time. He said, but I love being on a movie set. He kind of, he was not a dick about it. Right. He just was saying... And it kind of makes me, it shine a light on the fact that I always think the real reward is a live show, but there's a real reward in making your music perfect in the studio setting. There's rewards to both. For sure. Yeah. You want to make it the best, but I've always thought that too about actors. You see a lot of actors trying to get into music Yeah, and I think they, the payoff. Dennis Quaid. Yeah. Kevin Costner. He played at Frontier Days one year. I was like. But I, I think sometimes those actors want that reward or, like, the payoff of yeah. the audience. You know, you, I don't think they probably get that in the studio, but I've never actually been there like Kevin Bacon. But I'm sure it's awesome, but you're right on that. Yeah. What To me, I love, like I said, I, I listen to your stuff driving down the road. My kids, you've really touched that college age. Yeah. Um, that demographic, my two daughters know all your stuff. Yeah, uh, the, the younger generation's really taking hold of it. Like on our, you know, analytics on uh, social media, you can look all that stuff up, who your fans are, if they're male or female, what age. Yeah, the, we, we, we don't really try to write to the younger kids. It's just the stuff mm-hmm. we write is fun stuff. Right. That, that, and it's kind of college-based stuff yeah. that they, they like. So, But, it, it, you know, what I'm seeing, you have Tris Munsick here with you. And yeah. Tris, a lot of kids know Tris. Uh, with you guys, what I see, and I think Wyoming has a real identity, even I'm a Montana guy, and I think it's even more than Montana. There's a pride here with the the real rural setting. We saw it. Texas has that music scene for their own. Right. I always say Cody Johnson, our friend, right. Cody Johnson, yep. he's probably mad at somebody right now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he had that in Texas. Yeah. Uh, and 
Pat Green, I mean, Texas has that, Aaron Watson. Oh, yeah. Wyoming has that with you. Yeah. They, uh, you've they, really, I, they identify with you. They have. You know, they, they've been behind us for a lot of years, you know. It's like it, they, they've got us to where we are today because no matter where we play, whether it's in Wyoming, see friends, we'll play Las Vegas, we'll, there'll be somebody from Wyoming be always, there. Always. We'll play in California, and somebody will come up after the show be like, ah, I'm from Glen Rock, Wyoming. Or something. Yeah. There's, there's this connection that Wyoming has with each other. No matter where you are in the country, they support Wyoming things. Everybody from Wyoming's always got a University of Wyoming hat on. It's the on most or, branded state. The yeah. Bucking Horse is the most. And, and I think I read somewhere that the logo for Wyoming is the most like brand recognizable yeah. in the country. Yep, brown and gold. It's the Steamboat Bucking Horse, and it, it's on everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, the state of Wyoming has been awesome to us. And there is there's an identity here that, you know, we are what we are. We're, we're cowboys out here. We don't think we don't think we're better than anybody, like some states might. You know, like, but we know know who we are. We're cowboys. We get the job done, and we we support each <laughs> but other. But there's not many states. Montana's one. Wyoming's one. There, if you run into somebody, if I run into somebody, I'm from Montana. I'll say, "Where are you from?" Exactly. Um, well, I'm. You probably wouldn't know. No. Yeah. What town are you from? <laughs> well, um. I'm from Roundup. We played Roundup in the state semifinals uh, in football right. when I was a senior. Do you know that? Yep. Sure enough. Yep. Here it comes back. Around. Yeah. I know. There's not many states you can do that. No. That, Everybody, that, I, I do the same thing. I, I always ask, where are you from? As soon as I meet somebody, where are you from? Like, I do that all the time. You can find yeah. some camaraderie there. Like, okay, okay, I know somebody from there. You know Dave, whatever. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. Went to high school with him. It's, I love I love that about I, I never know if it's a, I never know if it's a plus or a, it, it, on the other hand you can't get away from people you know that's true yeah, that's really true even yeah. if they think you're Prince Harry it, it's uh you know so talking about the studio stuff and how good your songs are and how you relate things in college whatever it is but you guys in my mind are a live band we are we love yep yeah. that's Am I right in yeah, thinking, oh, we, are we, you guys on that same page? You're, you're a live band. We love that. That's the best thing. It's hard to get that energy that we have live onto a recording. Yeah. I mean, we, we try the best in the studio to get that feeling, but it's hard, it's hard to feel that on the album, you know? I mean, but that's why you just try to put out, it's all about the song. You try to put out good songs. People like to learn to like them or they love them. Then they come see them live and that's when they really fall in love with them. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's, there's no substitute for uh for, for the live show. I mean, that's what we signed up for. That's what we started playing music. Yeah. We, we had, the, had the band a lot of years before we recorded anything. We just liked playing. Yeah. Like performing. Like you, like you like performing. Yeah. That's what we do. I, the first time, I used to watch artists who did stadium tours. Yeah. They'd be in Foxborough, Massachusetts, 80,000 people, Lambeau, you know, all these different things. And I thought, oh my, there would never be anything better and then I went, we do a PBR every year in ATT Stadium. Oh, yeah. Cowboys Stadium. It is the hardest. I, I lose a, a, a connection because yeah. so far away. they're far away. And I got to, to thinking that the stadium tours, are if they're sold out, it, there's, there's a real, on the other hand, don't get me wrong, right. real exhilaration. The biggest crowd I, I think I've ever been in front of is 47,000 really something to be able to say look at this yeah and i look at artists who do that and i know that they enjoy it 
But when I see you guys in a club setting in front of a thousand, yeah, I almost you're still just playing. You're still making eye contact with a thousand people, even when you're in a stadium. So it's a part. When you guys are in, right. I'll, I'll give you example. One of the best parties I ever saw was Pub Station, Billings, Montana. Oh, that you was guys. fun. That's a great set. That's you. That's your setting. Yep, and we love that connection. That I mean, that that's the foundation that's built us. Was those music venues like Pub Station, the Grizzly Rose, and you know, so like it's we love playing those. But and hopefully we we start out growing those with our fans go of with course. us to like yeah. bigger places like uh, you know the Metro. Like we're booked in Billings at the Metro with Toby Keith uh, in September if it if it happens. But take that Pub Station crowd and put them in the Metro. And, you bet. And then they bring more friends and fans. That's how the, the whole thing grows off itself. When you take your fans with you, that's a good point because what a great thing to look out and see them singing your song. And, that, and, and that's that, the best in the world. I, I don't know that if that's a cliche conversation because you hear, no, it's not. You hear artists talk about it. Oh, when you look out. Right. Then I go to your show, and they're singing Rodeo Cold Beer in Old Copenhagen. Right. And it, that's it, fun. It, it, it's rewarding. That that's probably the payoff. Is like it takes a long time to write songs. Takes a long time to write. You gotta learn how to write good songs, and then you gotta learn how to write great songs. And so like, the, our new album's been out since May twenty second. We haven't played that many shows because of the COVID, but the ones we've played, I see people singing songs mm -hmm. that I know they couldn't have heard anywhere else unless they bought that. So they've owned that CD since May twenty second. They've already learned the songs. They're singing at our shows. Like that was fast. Yeah, uh, that I, I love that, and I. It is. I think it is kind of cliche when artists say that, but it it is. It's cool to see. It's it's nice to see that your work is paying off out there. That's that's the proof of it. Yeah. Um. You guys and I did look up the video. By the way, you and Brooke, you finally let Brooke step to the forefront oh, yeah. on a song on your album. But it, when I I toured with a little kind of pop group in college, it was connected to the college, the Cantabiliers. Oh, nice. We all wore matching stuff. There was like 10 of us. Cool. Guys and girls. Had a little bus. We went to high schools and did assemblies. And we picked solos. We sang group songs. I sang a duet with a girl. Gina was her name. Nice. Meet Me in Montana. Hell yeah. That was the song I sang. And Dan Seals, Marie Osmond. I mean. What a great song. Dan Seals, timeless classic. Marie Osmond, hottie in the 80s. Oh. Still. Still. Still hottie. Kind of a snow leopard, kind of a cougar. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. But uh, you guys throw Meet Me in Montana. We did. We we thought we'd do a cover song on this album. And uh, we, we'd done that song live for so long. I grew up. Dan Seals was my favorite artist growing up. And people ask me, like, who's one of my influences? Dan Seals is always one of them. Like, Dan Seals and George Strait and Chris Ledoux. But he was so awesome. So we've been singing Meet Me in Montana for years. And uh, people were emailing us, like, hey, where can I get a copy of that? You guys have recorded Like, we haven't recorded it. But so I was like, you know what? Let's put it on this record. Let's do our own version of it. See how it goes. And actually, it's been the most uh, streamed song since the album came out, the number one streamed song so far on the album. I mean, Rodeo Cold Beer still always bumps everything out, and Fastest right. Gun in Town has been right there too, but Meet Me Montana's right up there with them. Yeah, and who knows? When you put something out like that, it's hard to know. Well, you know, if, you don't know if you're going to piss off uh, a Dan Seals, Marie Osmond fan. Like, we, we have, we've had people. Those Marie Osmond fans, they will get pissed they, off. I'll they're tell you. dangerous. you got to be careful yeah. of, yeah. you know, all, we, the, we got, all every, the Osmonds, yeah. actually. We're in Vegas, and they, <laughs> you, we got to be careful for sure, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, what's hard about that is um, 
I listen to your version. When it comes out again, when you do a cover, you have to put your own. You got to change it a little. You do some little twists in the melody. I don't know what you call yeah, all that. Yeah, just try to make it sound a little. You can't just copy the original. So you try to just make it your sound. You know, yeah. and that that's what's fun about it. So we're that song's been doing really good for us, and it's fun to have that in our show. It it you know lets Brooke sing a little bit, and uh, the the crowd loves it. You know, and it's. Mm-hmm. What a great song! Um, well, I won't reveal any video, but are, 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 is there any moving forward on the video project for that song? Is there it? is. We're 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 trying to get it going. We're <laughs> we have this awesome idea, which Flint <laughs> is going to be involved. I think it's awesome. So like, I, me too. We, we we've been getting it put together. We're, we're trying to find the studio to do it in or the theater. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Can you believe? Meet me in Montana. No matter where you look. That was the heart of when people were actually putting out videos for songs. I know. When they, why? How did Meet Me in Montana not have an actual video? Like, I don't everything know. that glitters is not gold. That video was filmed in Kingman, Arizona. I know that. Really? Yes. I but know. Where did that? No video, just award shows, There's theater like shows. Ten yeah. different award shows that Dan and Marie sang at that it was on there. We're like, because we thought about making a video and just copying what Dan Seals and Marie did and just kind of like. 80s ourselves up and just do like <laughs> so like looking for the video and like, there's no music video on this are you kidding me it's like a hu- huge hit yeah i know so we got another idea that i think it's gonna be fun I, i'll just say this i'll be your patrick duffy hey yeah i like oh, that I'm, I'm telling you oh <laughs> it's gonna be perfect because in that he says uh, my home state of montana i mean oh yeah it's gonna be like, great you know what i think montana wyoming i think montana is like the creepy uncle that lives in the upstairs attic apartment <laughs> that just 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 lives off you yeah. guys that you know you like to have us around in case you need anything right but that, that's that kind true. of montana yeah. <laughs> you're our mexico yeah <laughs> no. come down and see us and a vacation and yeah. you know, teton that's right yeah okay um before before i let you go a couple things you i didn't realize that when you were in cheyenne last year you rode in the thunder with the thunderbirds yeah it was actually two years ago it two was years maybe the coolest thing i've ever got to do in my life okay i want to know because i i was asked to Were do you? it at cheyenne but the only day they could do it i had a rodeo that day and i couldn't no way yeah and i didn't know if i wanted to did you puke no so it, it was one of the coolest and hardest things like i had to bear down up there like i, I in my mindset i just acted like i was on a, a rank bucking horse because like they the g-force you know makes you so you can't breathe and then they, they they do all the maneuvers they do in the air show with you like the corkscrew oh, things then the inverted and so like oh. the guy that took me up was a great pilot his name is cheetah his name is scott pets and uh we started our things and he said you know you got to pull a lot of g's or you look like a pussy i was like hey give me the business <laughs> 9.2 g's we pulled oh no did your face oh so they teach you can't breathe so they teach you how to take these short breaths like <laughs> so you don't pass out and they teach you that they'll show you like you just start passing out you get this tunnel vision and then you're out and then they tie two barf bags on your you know flight suit and they say if you throw up in it just tie it off he said everybody throws up or passes out don't worry about it I'm like we'll see yeah so i just bear down like we we're pulling that g-force he's like <laughs> seven Eight, eight, two, eight, three. I was like, <laughs> and like it, it was coming. I was like, oh, I got him to pass out. And then he comes out of it. 9.2. I was like, holy shoot. I'm like, I say shit on here. You probably can. Yeah, I was like, not. oh, my God. And so everybody asked me, did you throw up? And so we landed. We flew to Laramie 
uh, and Buzz uh, War Memorial Stadium. Nice. Got called in from the FAA. Somebody called us in. <laughs> but the Thunderbirds can kind of do whatever they want. Yeah, hey, we're the Thunderbirds. We Lay flew up, from Laramie to Cheyenne in eight minutes. Like, whew. Like, I mean, oh this, those things just now, that would the mail. Be, the straight away, I'd be okay. And then, the, you know, they have full oxygen. He's like, you can have it on or off, whatever you want. And I just had it on. Like, it makes you feel great. 100% oxygen. And <laughs> we land, and I was, like, tired. I'm like, man, I'm exhausted, like, being stressed the whole time. And he let me fly it. But he said, uh, he said I was the best one he ever took up. He mm. said for, for, like, toughing it out. It's tough. I don't know. I have no idea how those guys actually are in, like, an a air battle. Yeah, and don't pass out or throw up. They're just those guys are the man. Ty Murray, I think, did it. I and he said it wore him out. Yeah, same. Sage yeah. Sage went up a couple days after me. Sage Kimsey they did. Said, yeah, they took him up and they told him he's like, I don't like it. They took him down. What a puss! I know. I I'll ask Sage. Sage. We'll have yeah, Sage. We'll get him on here. I'll yeah. ask him about that. I, yeah. Not saying yeah, I would never get on a bull like Sage. I'm just saying yeah, that, we all have to, our to, to compare how hard it is. You have one of the best bull riders maybe of all time. Go up there and be like, "This is hard." No, to land the plane, <laughs> land the plane. Um, but at, at Cheyenne, I should mention there's been two people, two people ever played the main stage and competed in the arena yeah. at Cheyenne. Chris Ledoux and Chancey Williams. That's right. That's a pretty good. Uh, I know that's a cool. I love having that stat with Chris because you know we we grew up listening to Chris. Anybody that's ever played guitar or sang from Wyoming has looked up to Chris Ledoux. Mm-hmm. You know, rodeo cowboy and. So Chris helped us get our start, and uh, we get compared to him a lot, which I love. But there'll never be another Chris Ledoux. I, right. I, I don't want to be Chris. I mean, Ned doesn't want to be Chris. Uh, yeah. Ned Ledoux. I mean, that's yeah. Chris, same. Chris is like the king of Wyoming, you know. Yeah. And so like, we I like getting compared to him, but I, in our own way. They're both rodeo cowboys that did things, and I, I love the Cheyenne stat though because like. Yeah. This, it's the biggest uh, stage in Wyoming for music, and it's the biggest stage in Wyoming for rodeo. So it was cool that, like, when I rode there, me and my brother were in the rookie bronc ride, and it was fun. Rode there a couple times and never dreamed I'd be on the main stage. We'd go to those concerts those nights, and then, you know, Did five, you five play, or six years later. We, who are you with, Toby Keith? Uh, Merle Haggard the first year. Merle Haggard, no way. Yeah, so we played the beer tent for a lot of years, and, Always dreamed of playing out there. Yeah, had kind of quit rodeo at that point. Love Shine Frontier Days, my favorite rodeo. And uh, they called when you're like, "Hey, what about what would you think about on Sunday opening whoever we have?" I was like, "Yeah," like <laughs> I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Who you have?" And they're like, "Just Merle Haggard." I'm like, "Oh my oh, god, that's it, just the, Merle Haggard." My dream, like the one of the ba- best country music artists of all time, it's Merle Haggard, and he he was old. We knew he only had a few years left, so I can have that in my memory that I got to play with him. How was he to you? He was really nice. We stayed away. He he just goes to stage, plays, and goes back. But one of my favorite memories, my favorite rodeo, Shine Frontier Days with Merle Haggard will be with me forever. Yeah. Um, When, a a personal question. Yeah. When are you guys going to learn Dead or Alive by Bon Jovi so I can sing with you? Dude, that would be awesome. That's my go-to. That's my go-to, man. I, I did it at karaoke a karaoke night in Shoto, Montana, and well, people they don't thought know. Bon Jovi people don't. was there. Your fans probably don't know how good of a singer you are. Remember mm-hmm. that night on the bus in Billings? You sang Meet Me in Montana on the bus with Brooke. I was like, yeah. you take my part. And I was like, damn, play it. Kill <laughs> I it. I don't know. I'll talk to Wyatt. Maybe we can. They wanted Dead or Alive. I start to finish. Dude, I mean, you I, would kill that. Yeah. We should learn it up. Okay. I'll be at the bus at 4 o'clock yeah. today. Yeah. Sound check. <laughs> Listen, I've been to your sound checks in the bus. <laughs> And uh, people in Montana, this will mean something, 
my friend Brandon Bates, yep. who PBR uh, announcer for years, uh, flew to Montana. We were double dipping. Chancey Williams on Friday night. Bobcat Grizzly game, Montana, Montana State, Saturday yeah. afternoon. Yep. It was a tough two-hour drive from Billings to Bozeman. On Saturday morning. On Saturday morning. <laughs> that was awesome. Flint came and uh, introduced, you know, our show. I was like, hey, you want to introduce us tonight in Billings? And, dude, the crowd response to the Flint <laughs> Rasmussen introducing us. I was like, I got to follow that. I was like, this yeah. is going to be hard. Like, I, they were amped up. Like, you didn't even say nothing. You walked out there. And the crowd was crazy. Like, the like you're the king they of were drunk. Montana. They were drunk. They and didn't I was like, they saw oh, it. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have had Flint. It's gonna be a letdown when we come so, out here. <laughs> um as a reward uh for you being on this today, I will reward you by introducing you hey, tonight. Please Buffalo do tonight. Island. Yeah. We'd so. we'd love to have you anytime. Listen, uh when I started this and had idea for podcast, I said, Yeah, I need that bull riders, rodeo guys across the board, but I want to do what's passionate to me. I want to have actors and comedians and athletes yeah and me mostly musicians yeah so i appreciate, well, I appreciate it. thanks for having me man we've had so much fun on your show in vegas of years yeah. i think we've played it every year for like 10 every years every year I, I will say i remember the it was the second year you came to my show and i said to you chancy and i barely knew you then yeah it's funny how you become friends and it's brought to it, it, i become friends with guys like cody johnson and bill ingvall larry the cable guy because of that little Crap ass show. That show's awesome. You know, but I remember you showed up and you had to be there at 11. We always said be there at 11 yeah. for the noon show. And I said, Chance, you know what I like about you guys? When you show up here, you sound like you've been out drinking, drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes all night long. I like that. And you said to me, I'll never forget. You looked at me and said, you know why we sound like that? I said, no, because we've been out drinking whiskey and smoking cigarettes all night yeah. long. Vegas is, <laughs> yeah. I, I love, hate that place. Like, I love, I, hate I can't it. go yeah. to bed. I don't know what it is. And like, yeah. what do we got to do tomorrow? What time? Oh, my God. It's not like shit tomorrow. It's just Flint's show. You say that's at noon? <clears throat> well, it's turned fun. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having Listen, me, man. Listen, uh, it's great to see you, especially out here in the wide open spaces hey, of Wyoming. So. It's a touch of normalcy here. I mean, people. It is. It just feels good to be back, seeing people's faces, uh, you know, because you and I love to be back at work performing, but just the general public needs something to do. We need it. They, if, if we cut away that bit of excitement, the entertainment to them, what's the world about? Yeah, I would, they they got to have that. I was thinking, the world needs passion, the world needs friends, the world needs joy, the world needs music, and the world needs more cowboys. Oh, yeah, that's cool. That? I'm going to cool. use that. That's <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> <laughs> Chancey Williams, thanks, buddy. Hey, thank Always you, appreciate it. Thanks for Be everything. Back. Thanks, bud.